When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, back in studio here on Grand Avenue. Glad to be back. As we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours, and appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, we will start at the bottom of the hour with our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, catch up on Iowa and the Big Ten with Doc. Uh, at 11.05, Rob Doster in his normal spot. He'll talk college basketball from a national perspective. What the committee got right? Did they get anything wrong? Uh, Etc. With Doster, pick his brain on how far Iowa will go, or he thinks they will go, and who he's got to uh, win the national championship. And then 11.30, Nick Olson covers Iowa State. Uh, he also was uh, in the uh, well for the uh, championship game as the Ames Little Cyclones. And a cyclone-to-be, and Mr. Lipsy was uh, victorious on Friday night. So we'll uh, talk to Nick about those topics and more at uh, 11.30. Of course, spring football has started as well, but that takes a back seat. Uh, certainly here in Iowa, <laughs> I kind of wonder what the rest of the country is doing this morning as far as talk radio. Is it all Tom Brady, or do they realize that the selection Sunday was yesterday? In some markets, it's kind of split, I'm assuming. So, Trent, you're back. Yes. Uh, you stayed an extra day, stayed over. Uh, in Las Vegas, uh, and you're back, and away we go. Selection Sunday, brackets in front of us, Iowa, a five, Iowa State, an 11, um, the women, a three, with the potential. How about this? Sweet 16 matchup between the two down the line. Look, I know a lot of folks are upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, for someone that doesn't have a dog in the fight, that means if they do get that far, one of them will advance to the Elite Eight. And that'll be great. It'll They'll get their be. shot against number one South Carolina, and, and away you go. Now, can we petition? Can we get that thing in Des Moines? That Sweet 16 uh-huh. matchup as opposed to Greensboro? It'd be nice. Yeah, it would. Guessing they won't go that no, far. No, not going to happen. Not right. going to happen. But I booked the flight to come home Sunday, thinking I was, at the time, they're not playing the Big Ten Championship mm-hmm. game, right? Here they are. And um, we saw what happened. You book your flight on Frontier. No, there's no TVs no Wi-Fi, on Frontier. No. no Wi-Fi either. No Wi-Fi. They nickel and dime you. That they there's do. There's no question about that. So they've changed because they used to. Um, but so you missed how much of it? Got in with about 12 minutes left in the game. Right. right so you saw, you know. They were coming back from time. that timeout. Mm-hmm. Purdue goes on a quick 4 nothing run to tie it. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm bad luck. I'm the bad luck charm here as they flip it on. But what a performance it was. Oh my gosh. It was an incredible weekend, Trent. It was just amazing. Uh, the Indiana game uh, on Saturday uh, into the Purdue game. It was, I mean, there was so much drama and such a fun run. And I'm happy for you Hawkeye fans out there that you got to experience that for the first time in a long time with an incredibly uh, talented player on your roster. One of them that is, uh, of course, in Keegan Murray, that is now starting to 
um, elbow his way into conversation as where he belongs uh, on the list of all-time great Hawkeye basketball players. I'll leave it to those folks that have been here certainly longer than I have, but since I got here in 1989, I don't remember one uh, that's been better. There might have been. I mean, there's been great players, don't get me wrong. but We this just saw kid, one that graduated. Yeah, we did, right, as player of the year. Uh, but this kid, my good God, um, and Bohannon and, and Connor McCaffrey. And how about Connor McCaffrey's uh, and one Huge. late in the basket? It was massive. Purdue's trend. on a 7 nothing run in 40 yes. seconds. And 45 nope. seconds, you're 100% right. Here they come. Yep. And Connor Crafty could have mm. taken the corner three, instead takes the drive. And we talked about this just last week. He had taken one shot. In point the inside the three point line going into the Big Ten tournament, yeah, in months, right, and one of the biggest of oh the year gosh. comes inside the three point line. No, and it was so needed, and it stemmed the tide. It really did. It uh, it just felt like at that time, oh my God, it's not going to go like this, is it really? Uh, and then he makes that play, and on Iowa goes. They open up and. Man, what a fun game. Um, you know, uh, for you parents out there, and I know there's a lot of you seeing Fran with his two boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a moment, right? Not only does he get to coach him, but in a moment like that, for them to, you know, get to the top of the Big Ten, just remarkable. Just a remarkable four, day, four games in four days for this Hawkeye team. And now, Trench is starting to, oh my gosh, everybody's picking him. Yeah, they are. Oh my God, this guy's got him in the Final Four, and that guy's got him in the Final Four, and this isn't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we like flying under the radar, um, but it's hard to. When yeah. you've you got a roster like this, and you've got veteran players, and you've got guys that can step up and make uh, big shots, and you have one of the best players in the country, quite frankly, on your roster. Yeah. 2015, I want to take you back to semi-recent history. Iowa State wins a Big 12 tournament. A lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for somebody that's not a one or two seed, this Iowa State Cyclone team, yep. they're the one. And they promptly go out and lose to UAB. Yep, That's always lingering here mm-hmm. because ultimately you're only as good as your last game. And yep. for 67 teams, it's going to end in some form of disappointment. Iowa, it feels different. And here's the thing. You talk about Keegan and kind of putting him in that rarefied air. The greatest. And he deserves it. But if they get bounced early... It's going to yeah, dissipate a lot of it. I guess. And that's what mm-hmm. ultimately this is about. Mm-hmm. Last weekend was great. It was an incredible weekend. It'll be remembered. First tournament title in 16 years. Yep. Those are all great. You kind of get that monkey off your back for Fran and all the disappointments in the Big Ten tournament. And you go on and on and on with that. Now get out of the first weekend. <laughs> but if you don't get right. to the Sweet 16. Uh-huh. And that means Still pulling, another box that he has yet to check. Right. Has not done it in his career. He's been excellent in first round games. Uh-huh. And he's 0 for in the round of 32. And if it happens again, this will be, for a lot of people, a disappointing year once again. I, I, I understand that. I, I get it. I mean, the goal is the, uh, is the blue carpets, right? It's the NCAA tournament. I understand that. Um, but this, was, this, this, this weekend was, was special. Really, I'm not going to delay. Come on. Yes. What a, what a performance out of here. Peyton Sanford. Jeez. Big We've shot. been buying stock seemingly every week in this, on this kid. Joe Toussaint in his limited minute. Trent, what I love about it, it was a a complete team effort. Mulvey wasn't supposed to play. Right. Agundale wasn't supposed to play. Sanford's not hitting those big shots on this stage. He's a true freshman. Come on. They all did. They all did. Everybody knows their role. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of detractors and and conversations we've had about Framoy. He plays too many guys. He fouls his own guys out in the first half. Yes, fouls his guys out in the first half. We, we've gone through these conversations before, but ultimately, look back at his tenure now. 
Have you heard one negative thing about Fran McCaffrey from the players? Uh, from the players? No, from opposing fan bases, but that's what you want. In today's college basketball yeah. environment, where it's all about recycling, uh-huh. guys leaving, looking for better opportunities, on and on and on. Outside of that dork, Joe Frederick, yeah, take that, Joe. <laughs> uncle Joe yeah. and CJ's uncle yep. and what happened there. There hasn't been a lot of transpired that is negative. And in today's college basketball, that is a huge rarity. And guys sticking around and guys playing through it. And Joe Toussaint would have been very easy for him to pack sure. his bags and go back home. In tears on the floor after the game. Talking yesterday. to his grandma. Talking to his grandma. Emotions got him. It was just those kind of things, those kind of stories when, yeah, you can be upset about whatever it is with Fran. But his guys love him. And they want to play for him. And he has built a program. This is the program that Iowa was under Dr. Tom. Yeah. I know people don't want to hear time. it. And, oh, yeah, but he hasn't made a Sweet 16. Dr. Tom went 12 years without a Sweet 16. His last year, he was on the way out, and they made a Sweet mm-hmm. 16. But before that, there was a ton of disappointment. There were a ton of exits in the second round. Bray McCaffrey, putting the COVID year, because they would have been a tournament team that year, has made seven of the last NCAA tournaments. Dr. Tom Davis never did that. Right. Dr. Tom never did that. And he took over a program that was ready to roll. And as we saw in year one, they were. As they go to lead eight and were number one in the country. He never did this. Fran McCaffrey took over from Todd Licklayer, one of the worst coaches in college basketball history. <laughs> I mean, there's no two ways about it. He is brutal. Yeah. And you're wasn't, seeing it happen. Wasn't he coach of the year when he got the game? He though. was. He was. And everyone that had a vote that year should, should be yeah. out of a job. Right. Todd Licklayer. They're certainly not going to admit it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he took over a Morbin program, a program without great facilities. It's in college basketball, at best, the ninth best job in the Big Ten, at best. And I think he could argue probably even lower than that when he put facilities and everything else on there. And he has taken them to seven last NCAA tournaments. He's got another team that's got a great chance coming up this weekend. If it's Providence, Iowa, I will be favored. And not only will Iowa be favored, though they're the five seed against the four, they'll be favored significantly in that game. It's all there on the table. Now go out to Buffalo and win. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's certainly there for them. They get the Spiders, and I watched uh, most of that game because mm-hmm. the SEC championship was not good. 14 nothing. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I saw a lot of Richmond, which is great um, because I feel like I've got somewhat of a, a clue about the Spiders. I watched them actually Saturday and Sunday. Gilliard's a fun player, little 5'9 guy. He can fill it up, Trent. And they, and they got the big kid with the beard and the headband in the middle. It starts with a G2, I think is his, um, is, is his name. Uh, he's a senior. Uh, Golden. Golden. Um, Very experienced team. Yes, they are. They really are. Not but really you know what? They're not, I, they're not in Iowa's no. uh, away class. They're, no. ju- they're just not. It's a 5-12 game that... Of the 12 seeds that you'd get, including the play-in... You sign for this one. This is the one that this you want. This is the one you want. All the four seeds that are there... This is the one that you want I think in Providence. So. And you know what else I want to see? I want to see Kansas and Iowa get that far mm-hmm. so they get the chance to play each other. Imagine what Chicago is going to be if it oh plays out that God. way. Oh, my God. Hawkeye fans, you know, Iowa City is three and a half hours away. Uh-huh. All the Chicago land. I mean, there's Hawkeye buyers everywhere mm-hmm. in Chicago. And think of those Hawkeye fans. Kansas always travels well. If Wisconsin makes to the Sweet 16, they're going to be there Jeez. on top of it. That environment is going to be absolutely Book your hotel rooms now. Right. Look, I was there for the Sweet 16 when Iowa State played uh, Virginia. Virginia, yep. And it was incredibly... Well, I had a media pass, so it didn't bother me. But but hanging around outside and watching people uh, in bidding wars for tickets, quite honestly, with scalpers. 
And if that's the case, if Wisconsin's there mm-hmm. and Kansas is there and Iowa's there, wow, what a weekend in the Windy City that will be. My gosh. A great draw for Iowa. In that same region, think about that, is the Iowa State Cyclones. Mm-hmm. They got a little run in them. Mm-hmm. And could have you drawn up a better path for Iowa For the Cyclones, State? no. No, absolutely not. You've got to, you're taking on a team that uh, is without their head coach, mm-hmm. without their voice, without the voice that's been there since those kids got there, um, with all the turmoil surrounding the program. No, you, you, this is perfect for them. This is absolutely perfect for Iowa State. And it's close. Mm-hmm. And Cyclone Nation will travel down there. I mean, Milwaukee's going to, there's going to be a bunch of Cyclone fans there. It's perfect for them. Now, conversely, it's going to be tough to get to Buffalo. It is, yeah. It's going to be tough to get to Buffalo, so do you gamble? I looked at flights last night. 1200 bucks. Doc, yeah. Doc Fuller texted me last night. He said, you want to go to 1200 bucks. $1,200 right. for a round trip to Buffalo. To Buffalo. <laughs> to Buffalo. Beautiful airport. Is it? It is. It's a beautiful airport, but um, that's a long way. Yeah. You can't get in the car and drive. Well, I guess you could. You could. I mean, you might want to leave like now <laughs> to get there. Ugh. And the quick turnaround, playing Thursday. As yeah, you to know Friday. what? I you've nothing perfect. I, I saw looking. Bill Wade uh, tweeted that uh, you know that he's hoping that it's a Friday, um, a Friday Sunday um, scenario for Iowa, but they're. They'll, they'll be. I think they'll be. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, you know, you don't do anything today. You've, uh, you know, walk through or uh, practice tomorrow. Film study today, probably learn about the spiders, um, and then get on the plane uh, tomorrow. The drive not as long as I thought. How far? Twelve hours fifty five minutes from yeah. from Des Moines. That isn't. That's not as far as I thought. I was thinking more pushing eighteen. 18. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's not as far. It's still a long drive. It is, but that's the morning, and you're uh-huh. there by the evening. Right. Leave at eight. Get there at nine. That's. Mm-hmm. Doable. Mm-hmm. Well, you lose an hour, so ten. Right, but still, I get your point. Yeah, that's not as far as I thought. Still, oh, that's it's a whole drive. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is indeed a whole. How about the bracket overall? Did you have uh, any problem with it? I know everybody. The big Tennessee, talking point. Yeah. yeah, Tennessee and right. Duke and Kay in his last year getting one that he didn't deserve. If that's your biggest seeding issue, though, yeah, I think they they did they did well. really well. Yeah, I'm with you. They did uh, the teams that got in at the end. I don't have a strong argument either way. And if it would have been Dayton in, as opposed mm-hmm. to one of those other four teams, mm-hmm. yeah, they got it right. Yeah, probably. Texas A&M, would, that would be the one that... They, they had a heck of a run they did. Uh, this past weekend. Maybe them. It, it just seems like the um, the brackets are done before the SEC championship or the Big Ten championship. Oh, yeah. They're, they're done Saturday. They're done Saturday. They're, they're they can't tell they're me partying anything. on Absolutely. Saturday Trent, I couldn't agree with you more. Their work's done. They, they, you, they, and you can't convince me that it's otherwise. No. Uh, even though every year mm-hmm. the, they, the chair gets asked that question and uh, no, won't go down there. Won't, I won't entertain that one. No. Nope. So anyways, um, have you filled out a bracket yet? Have you started to? I did my first one last night. First of how many? Oh, I'll have one that I'll consider kind of, we'll do one here on a show that'll be the one. But different pools, a couple of different spots. Mm -hmm. I get one that upsets are a lot bigger in the point structure. So that always plays in. And not just for the first round, but any seeding differences. So yeah, a six versus 11, you get five bonus points. But also in the second round, you have a six beating a three, you get Three bonus points. So that goes through, and I'll probably fill out that bracket a little bit differently. But I was surprised as I was filling out the first one last night and just doing it quick. Not overthinking, just boom, boom, boom. See how quick I get through it and see what I come up with. Very chalky for me. Very chalky. I think I had every number one seed. So you have Arizona Gonzaga. In the Elite Eight, I think I had two threes and two twos. 
Yeah, it was very chalky overall. A, a five, dare I ask? I didn't have a five. No, I, I, I didn't have Iowa over Kansas. All right. Yeah, maybe that... that it, it's hard. It, it's difficult. I've been heartbroken so many times mm. by this team. I've, I've told you this story a million times. And it's still one of my probably biggest... Just strikes at the heart of me as a sports fan of Dr. Tom's first team that just talked about, 86-87... Mm-hmm. The Elite Eight game against UNLV. As a little kid, you learned what losing was about oh. and how much it sucks and how much it hurts. It was terrible. It just absolutely. And lingers to this day. And, and bawling. I mean, just absolute. They were going to the Final Four. They were they were there. This team could win a national championship. And you're up 18. You blow the lead. And going downstairs and sitting on my bed and my mom consoling me and saying, it's all right. Have Roy, Ed, BJ. They're just sophomores. They're going to be to a Final Four. And here we are. Now... 35 years later, and it still stings to this day. And because of that, and the disappointment that's been there, I care about Iowa basketball more than any other sport. I know. There, there's no two ways about yep. it. Iowa football's great. The Bears, the mm-hmm. Twins. Mm-hmm. I'm fans of those. But Iowa basketball. That moves your needle. It's just different. Yep. It, it was part of my youth. It was such a big part of my youth. It was the only sports we saw during the week. That was it. You got Iowa basketball, and that was it during the week, unless you had cable. And we certainly didn't have that. So. Because of that, it's such an important part of me as a sports fan. And I guess that scar tissue has built up in such a way. <laughs> yeah. oh boy, Chicago Hawkeye fans going crazy oh. against Kansas. Mm. Are you going? Oh, I'd love to make it work. And that's a Friday, Sunday. I Is it? I'm not sure. In the Midwest, yeah. I think that's Friday, Sunday. So maybe a little bit doable. Oh, boy. Oh. Got to get there first. Yep. Got to get there first. Got to get there first. Well, they certainly checked a lot of boxes mm-hmm. this year. Uh, favorite to win it is Gonzaga. They their draw. Do you is it conducive to them making a long run? If if not, who do you fear? Arkansas lingers out there. Might that be the team? Or UConn? Who, Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech's the one for me. That's the three C to have in the uh-huh. Elite Eight. Uh-huh. That's what I have in that region. I got Gonzaga, Texas Tech. How about Izzo Krzyzewski prior to that? By right. The way. If they get that. They got to get there. Uh-huh. Though we saw that Davidson team, well, a different a different version of it, but when Iowa played them in the first round, uh, there's just something about Izzo in March that it's hard to pick against them and the Davidson team kind of the way that they're built. No, in the West, I, I think the Sweet 16 matchup, though, for the Zags might be the most difficult to have if it is UConn or Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I think both of those teams can really give them some trouble there. Texas Tech's going to grind it out. I just don't know if the Red Raiders have enough offensively. To beat Gonzaga, who's the game. who's the most vulnerable um, one seed? It's got to be Baylor, right? Baylor I, in the East. Yeah, I would think so. You look at that Carolina matchup, or even Marquette, who's got some yeah. dudes. You know, in the round of thirty-two, that could be incredibly difficult. Then UCLA sitting there, mm-hmm. who feels like they're figuring things out. Johnny Juzang, who's had his issues this year. Yeah, but he's a March basketball player. He is. Calendar turns to March. He's a different cat. And he did that in the Pac-12 tournament. He played really well at times. Uh, Jaime Juarez, he's really, really fun to watch. They got some dudes there. Of course, made that great run a year ago. So, difficult path on the top half of the, half of the bracket. And then Kentucky awaits. Or Purdue. Uh-huh. And, uh, Purdue, great offensively, problems defensively still. I think that's a really difficult matchup there. Boy, Zach Eady was a problem. <laughs> well, he's seven foot four for crying out loud. Where, where do they keep finding these beginnings? I have no idea, but this kid is unbelievable. Uh, uh, and he's got help, too, right? I mean, he's not the lone ranger on that team. Williams off the bench. What a game he had yesterday. My yeah. God. Is Arizona the best, easiest path, maybe? Uh, 
Yeah, I think. You know, this Illinois team, I want them to be better. Mm-hmm. They're just, just not. They're just not. Well, one of the talking heads had Illinois getting beat in the first round. Pick Chattanooga. Yeah, that was Seth Davis right was away. Was it Seth yeah, Davis? Yeah, right as the bracket was being okay. revealed, and he was right away. I watched Chattanooga in mm-hmm. this one. Because Chattanooga, you got a guy you remember might remember a little bit. Silva. From Kansas, the guy that oh, yeah. got the FBI investigation yeah. started for the Jayhawks. He was the one behind it. Right, He's at right, Chattanooga right. now. Yeah. So most mid-majors are not going to have anybody deal with Kofi. No. What do they have? Uh-huh. They got a dude. Well, and and they'll try like, to deal with Kofi. And he's like 30 years old, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> he feels like he's been around forever. Uh, Arizona, the, the kid from, uh, from Montreal, Mathurin, mm-hmm. uh, is really good. Really good player. Uh, if he doesn't lead them in scoring, he's certainly close. I think he's their best player. Um I don't know enough about him. I know, obviously, the Lloyd story, the coach, mm-hmm. uh, Fuse, right-hand man, is now in charge of Arizona, is maybe coach of the year in college basketball. Um, is their path the easiest? I, I think so. Of all the number mm-hmm. one seeds, I, I like them probably the most have there because Villanova's okay. This is not one of Jay Wright's best teams, though. Gillespie, Gillespie everybody knows about him at the point guard position, but Arizona's just so big. So physical. Uh-huh. The way they pulled away from UCLA late in that game, I thought that was super impressive. Tennessee's really good defensively. Yep. And they're playing with some swagger yep. after what they did in the SEC that's tournament. That's for sure. But if that's your Elite Eight game, if they Arizona would get by Illinois. Well, let me stay in that bracket. Let's go back to the beginning of that bracket. Because Ohio State in a bad spot. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Loyola, Chicago, I think they'll beat them. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. I think Loyola might have a shot against Villanova. Well. And seems like one of those happens every year, too. Mm-hmm. You see a 7 or a 10 pull an upset there. That's one that I've been keeping an eye on. Michigan, how about that? A favorite Ugh. against Colorado State? Yeah. I don't know. They, uh, Medved got uh, re-upped, signed a big extension. Colorado State's getting serious. Whoever his agent is. Oh. Going from Furman to Drake to Colorado right. State, and he's getting raises every place he, he goes. He's getting big raises. Yes. Um, he's doing it well. You yeah. find out that guy's name. I'm uh, I'm anxious to watch that game, Colorado State, Michigan. So what do we got? We got two o'clock on St. Patty's Day. Too. Yes, my God, Green Bay will be. Fun. Oh, it, well, I'm so happy for the service industry, right? You see mm-hmm. the weather forecast It's going to be gorgeous. Oh, really? It's going to be. Go- I think I think Wednesday is going to be 71. Now it might be a little cooler the next day, but I mean bars in the middle of the afternoon on Friday are going to be packed for Iowa. Mm-hmm. At e- a six o'clock tip for Iowa State. Think their fan base if they're not Milwaukee will. Is going to stay home and watch the game or go out. I'm guessing they're going to go out and play and, and watch somewhere with fellow Cyclone fans. It's a great weekend. It is. You know, waiters, waitresses, bar owners, um, restaurants, going to make some money this weekend. It's been a long time since they've been able to say that. Packed places. Um, it works out great. Two o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock, they stay separated. I, I saw the Iowa women play uh, Friday, middle of the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then the Iowa State women are like late Friday night. Like late Friday night. Well, yeah. late for a lot of old-timers. <laughs> oh, with the old people, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's like 9.30. It's late anyways. Um, but it's, uh, but look at everybody. 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Yes. Um, UNI plays Wednesday in, the in St. Louis yep. in the NIT. Drake is the one seed in the CBI. Mm-hmm. When's that game? Do you know that? Ah. I did not see a schedule for that. There's only 16 teams in it. They're the one seed. Um, so look at all the postseason play we've got, right? Plenty to talk ah, about. There really is, absolutely. Do you think there'll be TV coverage for that CBI game? Um, Mediacom I, no, will pick it up or something? I don't, I don't recall. I think it was hard to find. Were they in a, Yeah, they've been in it before. They, they're, um, 
there was the CTI and the yes. CBI. Now yep. there's only one? I think so, yeah. And I remember one of the local teams was in it and struggling to find it online uh, in, in the past. But uh, yeah, as soon as we find out, we'll 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 pass it along. Look, it's it's a wonderful time. Um, eleven a.m. for the Drake game. It's eleven a.m. What day? Saturday. Okay. So there's usually just that one first standalone game on Saturday too. And wonder what uh, and where does it air or? I uh, well, usually CBS kind of has that first window, but it's changed so much since the old days with all the different, of course. TV partners that they have, and TBS this year. Last year year we got spoiled because, remember, COVID kept everybody apart. Right. So going to be a little bit different there. So if you don't get a a great matchup there for that first game on Uh Saturday... Flip it over. Or make your way to the nap center. Yeah, find your Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? I mean, obviously the big NFL news yesterday, Tom Brady. I I know there's a lot of folks you're pissed off. You're pissed off that uh, it interrupted your, um, your selection Sunday. Uh, it's, it's all about Tom Brady's being selfish, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think it is. I, I really don't. And here's why. Today's, um, we're, we're 35 minutes away from the legal tampering period uh, in free agency. And Brady had to get the announcement out there. He had to make it clear that he's coming back because, look, here's a perfect example. His center, Ryan Jensen, was leaving. Mm-hmm. Leaving. He was headed to Cincinnati to snap the ball to Joe Burrow. Brady makes the announcement last night. Two hours later, signed, sealed, delivered. Ryan Jensen is back. So, yes, um, it seems it comes off as Tom Brady trying to steal the spotlight from the selection Sunday term, and he certainly did in some corners of the country, oh, I'm assuming. But he had to do it that way. If indeed it lingered up until it did, and if it was all about family for the first 39 days, Maybe the boss had to sign off. We all know who the boss is. At least I believe we do. Yeah. Right? Um, it's the one that makes more money in yes, that relationship. Yes, she's right. She's the breadwinner in the family. <laughs> right. A guy that's made hundreds of millions of dollars. So with, with legal tampering 35 minutes now away, Brady had to make the announcement yesterday when he did. And you saw the first uh, domino to fall was Ryan Jensen, who was headed at Cincinnati, um, is going to stay with his guy, Tom Brady. You still believe he trots out in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform week one? Yes. I don't. You think he's you don't? I think he's going home. Do you think he's going to the Niners? I do. Wow. Well, we'll it we will have to know before the draft. You're right. right. Um, you would think. Yes. You would absolutely think. I still think he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I do. Now I I know that you get Tampa, I get the field, even odds. Yes. Yes, right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. By the way, speaking of even odds, thanks again to our friends at Circle. Oh. My God, what a palace! <laughs> what a incredible. freaking palace! Food is good. Drinks are good. Rooms are rooms are terrific, and the sports. <laughs> yes, we've talked about the sports book many oh times before. Being there for the Iowa Indiana game, being there for the whole t- the whole conference tournament. Trend. Friday, we sat in that booth oh for God. how many hours? <laughs> so from the time we got off the air until well, I don't know how long you guys stayed. Oh, we we but stayed. The old for man a while. packed it in at nine. <laughs> I was still there through all the late. Was, games. What time did my son stay with you? I haven't talked to him. Uh, he, uh, he had a date showing up. He had a date, yes. Yeah. So he, he went off. I saw them over at uh, one of the craps machines Is that right? a little bit later in the evening and talked with them for a little bit. But yeah, I just sat there in the booth and had a couple of beers late at night, watching the last of my bets, because Friday was a good one. Saturday betting-wise, whoo. You took it on the chin? I got clubbed. Did you? I just got absolutely murdered. Uh, I think it went 3-11. and 11. Oh my God! Yeah, that that leaves a mark. That's the last time you want that to happen when you're in Vegas, too, right? It's uh, one thing just to open it up your app and and doing it there. It's another one you're actually in Vegas. So we experienced conference tournament weekend. Can you imagine what thir- this weekend's going to be I like? Can't. There, I can't. I mean, where are they going to put the people? That overhang bars. Oh, uh-huh. there's so many spots to watch. Shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be an incredible environment. 
On top of it, I went out to Stadium Swim and did an instant reaction podcast in the pool. <laughs> for Hawkeye Nation. It, it was a lot of fun. There were a couple of guys that were kind of looking at me sideways like, what's this dope doing over yeah. there? I was a little nervous how it would sound, but it actually sounded pretty good, really? too. I went back and listened to the podcast audio through one of the podcast apps, and yeah, it sounded pretty good, but just an awesome place there. The Michigan State-Purdue game was happening at that time. There were people hooting and hollering and mm-hmm. having a great time in all the different pools that were out there. It was like 70 on that day, but the pool was nice and warm. Yeah, 90-something degrees. Hopped in there and just talked into my phone and did a podcast and talked about the Hawkeye win against Indiana. But it, you're right. The place, it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to describe. Words do not do it justice. No. Pictures don't do it justice. You just have to you have to go there and experience and it. And Fremont Street is such a blast. I mean, you're going to see anything and everything, right? The first literally time I walked outside and I was taking my first stroll up there. Uh-huh. And the first thing I see, literally the first like person that I see is a lady naked outside of pasties yeah, over her. She's got her pasties, right. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You want to take a picture of her? Yeah, throw $5 in the hat. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I know you didn't, but it, no, yes. it's crazy. It is. It's it's just nuts. The zip line is really cool. Uh-huh. I did that a couple of oh, you, oh, years this ago. Time? Yeah, I didn't okay. do it this time, but that's really fun to do. Uh, Saturday night I was walking around a little bit, saw that. Got to hang out with Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, the 80s cover band is always great. They do a really good job. It's just, again... If you're going to Fremont Street, you want to kind of experience If you're going that. to Vegas, go to Fremont Street. Yes. Take a night. Yeah. And just hang out at Circa. Uh-huh. If you're a sports yeah. fan, it's sportsbook nirvana. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. It is it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I said it before on Friday. As a little kid, I always wanted to get in Aladdin's lamp, right, <laughs> to see what's in there. That was this week. That's what it was. Uh, 10.30. Scott Dockerman is next. Miller and Condon are with you. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. A little bit late, so let's get right to our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Uh, he covers the Hawkeyes. Doc, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on, Doc. It's uh, seldom that I uh, start with a uh, another of the Athletics' fine stable of writers uh, and praise him for uh, stuff that he did over the weekend. But your colleague, Brendan Quinn, uh, did a remarkable job covering Iowa. And this piece this morning, and if you're a Hawkeye fan, I, I, I totally recommend you doing this. Uh, read his piece. It's a long piece. But uh, he's got a lot of great contacts, and Brendan Quinn knows Fran McCaffrey, and he talks to people that have known Fran McCaffrey going all the way back to the third grade, for crying out loud, uh, and what makes him tick and, and what, um, you know, what uh, the person is all about. It's a great read, Scott Dockerman. Uh, Brendan Quinn did a nice job on, uh, on Coach McCaffrey. He sure did, and, and Brendan is, uh, the, to me, the foremost college basketball writer and golf writer. We have just an amazing writer, understands the sport, loves the sport, son of a coach, um, and he's a Philly guy. So he got really well on this. And, and so, yeah, we're, uh, you know, I'm tremendously blessed to be around such wonderful colleagues in, in all of our areas. And, and Brendan really handled the moment in a lot of different ways, uh, this weekend for the Hawkeyes and what was a, an amazing historic run at, at the Big Ten tournament. Championship for the first time since 2006. Iowa makes a run until last year. Iowa hadn't even made the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. Got there against Illinois a year ago and then breakthrough. What does this tournament mean for Fran McCaffrey and the viewpoint 
from the fan base in your mind? A, a guy that has been maligned at times in his coaching career in Iowa City. What did this weekend mean for Fran? It's validation. I mean, it, it's important in a lot of ways. I mean, it's important personally. You think about this year coming in, Trent, and the, the expectations this team had after losing Luca Garza, Joe Wieskamp, C.J. Frederick, Jack Dungey. I mean, some really good players, obviously, and, and some elite all-time great players. And yet to, to be able to build this team the way it's, it's kind of handled itself and, and to, to, to win a, a championship, a trophy, to have something now you can have a reunion for. I mean, it's really, it's really important for Fran and his legacy at Iowa, but it also says a lot about this team and, and the way it's able to just, I mean, they're 12-2 and two in the last 14 games. They, they looked at times uh, very inconsistent in December. We saw that. Uh, they flashed some talent, uh, but they also weren't very good. And now that they're now the way they're playing, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. I'm not saying they're going to win the national title, but I think they've got a chance to to throw down with anybody when in any game. I agree with you, Scott Dockerman from the Athletic is our guest. Doc, the fact that 12 guys played in the championship game, that so many guys had a hand uh, in the uh, in in the Big Ten finale. Agundale played 10 minutes for crying out loud. I know Robracha got in foul trouble, but Agundale was uh, not the guy that I saw coming off the bench. And not only played 10 minutes, uh, he had a productive 10 minutes in the basketball game. Riley Mulvey, Sanford playing 15 minutes as a freshman. Um, just so many guys had a hand in yesterday. Doc, a true team effort. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, this is something that really needed to happen because, I mean, when you're playing Purdue, you're playing that kind of size. You really just need um, you need somebody, anybody that can body up. And Josh Agundale did that really in the uh, um, in the first game, especially when when Keegan Murray was out over at Purdue at Mackey Arena, and then to be able to come in and play ten minutes. And he played hard. He played well. I mean, his plus minus was five. And, you know, he got a couple of points. Uh, you know, he didn't just go hack a shack and foul right. all the time. I mean, yeah. you know, he got a steal. It's just, it was really an impressive performance for Agundale to go in against those bigs and fight and compete. And that's really all they needed from him was 10 minutes. Go in there, do what you can do. And, uh, you know, and then the scratch and claw. And they just have... I mean, what, what's really impressive about this team, and, and I was young, I'll tell you this, but it, there's, there's a lot of commonality with the 1980 Final Four team because that was a team with one superstar and a lot of really good role players who knew their role and could really do what they, they asked them to do, and there was just such a great chemistry about the 1980 Final Four team that this team kind of shares. And so, uh, you know, this team obviously has a superstar in Keegan Murray, who I think is the best player at Iowa since Ronnie Lester, and if not overall. And then a lot of guys who are really coming up big in key moments. And and so that's, to me, what's, what's the hallmark of this team. That 1980 Final Four team, also a five seed and the NCAA Where tournament. Maybe something to keep an eye on. Scott Dockerman joining us from The Athletic. Another guy, speaking of much maligned, as I was talking about with Fran, Connor McCaffrey, uh, throughout his career, was never a scorer, maybe not what a lot of people anticipated he was. This emergence here over the last month and a half, just how great it is to see a guy that wants to get into coaching, mom doesn't want him to, but boy, he feels like a coach out there on the floor. And when it got tight late in the game, Connor came up with the big play from inside the three-point line, that big three-point play. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, and it was... 
it's been tough for most of his career uh, because a lot of people just watch the game for those who score points, and that's it. They don't see the little things like uh, you know the fact that he was leading the country before and assist to turnover ratio, and he was the best post feeder really Iowa ever had mm-hmm. when Luca Garza was there. Nobody really cared about that because he was scoring two or three points a game. And then the, earlier this year when his shoulder was hurting, um, you know, he really struggled to score, struggled to shoot, and people just left him wide open outside the perimeter. And uh, yesterday, though, I mean, you want to talk about two gritty, gutty plays. Um, one is, yeah, that kind of left-handed push, uh, the, the three-point play, um, you know, with like two minutes left. And then to follow it up and have that full-length baseball oh, pass my. that – Ended up with that posterizing dunk by Keegan Murray. But no foul, foul though. No foul on the play. Yeah. Yeah. Guy challenges him and physically bodies him up, but, but no foul. Um, but he, anyway, either way, I mean, it really, everybody had a hand in this. Everybody can feel proud of it. Yeah. And I think that's what's really important about this team. And, and certainly Connor McCaffrey is a coach on the floor. And the day he decides he wants to be, I'd imagine that there's going to be a healthy amount of of uh, head coaches wanting him to be a graduate assistant because um, he knows the game as well or better than any player I've ever been around. Uh, hard not to feel good for Tony Perkins as well, right? Going back home to Indianapolis. And um, what a difference he has made to this team. And I think it's great. Not only did you have the A-team calling the game yesterday, but the national media is starting to realize just what Perkins has meant to this team down the stretch. And he proved it again yesterday, Sure, and and you know that move that was made uh, a little over a month ago by moving Jordan Bohannon to the point and Tony Perkins the, to the two guard, and in fact that was the game the first time that happened. That was the game Fran uh, was out with COVID. Right. Uh, that that was um, you know that was a move that had the potential to backfire because we kind of all expected Joe Toussaint to be that guy, and when the offense just wasn't being very consistent, it wasn't running the, the, with the efficiency it needed to, and they made that move. I mean, you know, you could have said, well, that's, you know, who are you going to put in there? And there were a lot of discussion, you know, maybe it should be Aaron Euless. Maybe it should be Joe at the two. Maybe it should be Connor McCaffrey or, or Chris Murray or, or whoever. And, and by putting Tony Perkins in there and the way he's played and the toughness he has, um, you know, he gets tough buckets. He's, you know, he, you know, he had four assists and no turnovers yesterday and he gets good rebounds that he's had some big scoring games and, um, you know, and did it in his hometown. That's just to me, I mean, it, you know, I just look at him and the way he plays and he's a dog and he's a tough dude. And, and that, and this team has always needed those types of players. And, and he's really provided that tough buckets and, and just tough play. Great weekend, but ultimately it's about what happens here in the NCAA tournament. You look at the matchup, open things up with Richmond, champion of the A10, and then the winner of the Providence South Dakota State game. Might argue South Dakota State might be the more difficult be. of the two in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. But still with that, I don't know if you can draw it up much better. And if you get to that second weekend, Doc, a chance to play in Chicago, that's pretty good for Hawkeye fans. I, I think this is a beneficial draw for Iowa. I'm not, suge- not going to say they're going to absolutely 100% win it, take it to the bank or one of your betting shows, Trent. But, uh, <laughs> but what I will say is that he uh, – that this lines up for Iowa. I mean, Providence was the Big East regular season champion for the first time. I don't think Iowa has any fear of Providence. Um, as you mentioned, South Dakota State would present some challenges, 
because they're the best three three point shooting team in the country. And if you're having an off day shooting wise, and they're playing and they're shooting like they normally do, they'll be pressure to keep up. And and if you're not hitting and you're missing and you're six of twenty six, that could result in a really bad day. And you know, in Richmond, will be interesting, just kind of up and down on the floor. But you know, you got to be. I you know, it's a five twelve, so anything could happen in those matchups. But I still think. Iowa is playing so well at this time, and and I would expect them to keep that confidence and toughness going forward. So, and if you can get to Chicago, and you're in the region that you're in, I don't, have, I don't, I don't think Iowa fears anybody. I think Iowa could play with anybody. That doesn't mean they're going to win every game, but I don't think that they're going to get run out of the gym. And and if you, you've got the home crowd advantage, Chicago, uh, this is going to be uh, this will be massive. And um, you know, can you see a what? Iowa, Wisconsin, that would, oh, be, that would be something else. Really? Kansas <laughs> might be there. Those three schools, yeah. the proximity to the Windy City, going to be a zoo, Scott Dockerman, no doubt about it. Doc, great stuff. Thanks for doing this for us. We will talk to you uh, next Monday, Doc. Thank you. Anything you got coming up right. this week you want to uh, highlight? Yeah, I mean, today I just kind of wrote about the big the big day in Iowa history. Yeah, I was here both. in Iowa City. I went to the Webbitt, uh, uh uh, women's seating um, unveil, and I went to the the game at a sports bar that was slam packed in Iowa City, and and this week I'm just kind of follow through, and I'm going to cover the women. Um, they've got the the Kate Ellen Clark experience going for them. I mean, the most you know, still the most prolific player in the country in either side. So, I think this will be a fun week for a lot of people, and you know, to follow the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones because that's a, I think they've got a good advantage on the men's side, and and the women are at home and. And don't forget, the Sweet 16 could be Iowa versus Iowa State women, and that would be massive for a lot of reasons. Indeed. Uh, 3 o'clock, right, Carver? Friday afternoon for the Iowa women. Good stuff. Yep, 3 o'clock Friday. Good stuff, Doc. Thank you. We'll talk with you next Monday. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Scott Dockerman uh, from The Athletic as we check in on the Hawks. We'll get our final time out of hour number one. Uh, Rob Doster from the Field of 68 will kick off hour number two. Look forward to going through the bracket with Doster. Uh, and then Nick Gosen, he covers Iowa State. Uh, he will be here at 1130 as we take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. K- Men.com. Five minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock. What a wild week of sports this is going to be with March Madness, baseball, MLB going crazy, signing big names, team trading big names. I love what your twins did yesterday. You do. Josh Donaldson is damaged goods. Yes, he is. Uh, and you get rid of him and his $50 million contract that goes along with him. Free that up. Now you can go get, I don't know who it's going to be. Trevor Story well, that has would been work. the conversation today. That would work. A lot of Trevor Story talk. Leaving Colorado for Target Field. For a right-handed stick, that's the ballpark to be a righty. Lefties, yeah. a lot of balls go to die out there in that right center field gap and well, big wall out there. It's it's going to be terrific watching because uh, the big names have yet to uh, uh, sign on the dotted line, and then you got football free. It starts literally in five minutes. Football, what do they call it? The non-tampering, the the legal tampering, legal tampering. Okay, right, where you can reach out to the agent, sign, seal, and delivery. Can't actually send the signed contract into the league office to make it official until Thursday, the seventeenth. But uh, you can do so because everybody was doing it before, mm-hmm. right? Now they just said, uh, "We can't stop them. We go ahead." That's the reason. That's okay. the, yeah. the reason behind it. So you're gonna hear some big names. Mm-hmm. I mean, some big names will. Um, Oh, it's going to be a wild week. Yes. Buckle up.
And actually, now that baseball's been pushed back a week, it's good. Yeah, it actually it works really out. In fact, I wouldn't have been mad if it moved back an extra week yeah, because of the Masters. Masters, right. Because it's opening day is the start of the tournament, right? Yeah, it's the Thursday seven. the 7th. Yeah. No, I'm not going to complain. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. I was, for the longest time, thought, oh my God, are you kidding me? We're not going to have baseball? I was optimistic still. Mm-hmm. And here we are, and we got it. And that means Matt Snyder will be back. So we got Doster. Yep. He joins us during college basketball mm-hmm. when we flip the calendar to January every Monday. Yep. Then we go right into Snyder. Matt Snyder yep. from CBS and recap the weekend, look forward to the upcoming week of baseball. Yep. And then after that concludes, it's Bama, Bama Bob, Bob for football. Right. Yeah, we got it pretty good here. No, we do, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. It's gonna be a terrific, terrific week. All right. So, who did you have cutting down the nets? Have you did you that tell? first bracket that I did? Yeah, the one you went through quickly. I don't think you got Kentucky. to that point. Yet Kentucky, I did. Okay, which I was kind of surprised by. All right. Then I filled out a second one. It was Arizona versus Gonzaga with the Wildcats cutting down. The That's nets. the team that I fear, the Wildcats, because I have no Arizona Wildcat futures. None. Oh, right. Yeah, and right. I'm loaded on the other side of the bracket. Uh-huh. Zags, I've got a handful of them. Likewise, Kentucky. But this Arizona team, I don't know. I've only seen them play, I think, twice. They're good. They're, they They're really, really good. Coaching uh, year number one. Mm-hmm. But it's the whole Pac-12 thing, right? Mm-hmm. I we just, don't Pac-12 network. Yeah, we, you just don't see them. And anymore, you know, a lot of times they kind of have that Thursday window of college basketball, kind of themselves. Yeah. But since the Big Ten is really spread out mm-hmm. their schedule a lot more, there's usually a pretty big Big Ten game on Thursday. Yeah. That means, sorry, I'm not going to watch even a good you know USC-Arizona game if there's a good Big Ten game on. Speaking of the Big Ten, did you see the the rumor uh, uh the the Joe Buck asking price um, for Fox to give him up a year early? Apparently ESPN, I'm trying to remember, was it Notre Dame, Ohio State? Do yes. they play this year? They do, yes. It's at Buckeye Stadium, not a neutral sider. It's in the stadium. Thank and it was scheduled that. to be broadcast on ESPN and apparently Well, that was more than likely gonna be their top choice. Okay, so now they uh, they've because Fox moved still out gets the, way. the number one overall, which is always which, Ohio Michigan, State, Michigan. Yeah, every year that's the overall number one. Then it becomes ESPN gets the second turn. choice, and they were probably going to choose that one. We will trade you the yes. second overall television window choice for the for Joe Buck. Now ESPN said that wasn't true. Well, because we heard prior too that that was going to be part of any yeah, the horse trading, right? That part of any uh, Joe Buck getting out of his contract early. Well, they don't want him anyways. I mean, he doesn't want to be there, right? Apparently, anyways. Good stuff. Hour number one behind us. Hour number two. We'll start national with Rob Doster. Look forward to catching up with him. We'll do so in about five minutes. Nick Oson on Iowa State. They get set to head to Milwaukee, and the fans will be headed down there. I'm assuming they'll travel exceptionally well. It's within driving distance, after all. Miller and Condon, even if it's not, they'll find a way. Hour 2 next, 14, uh, 105.7.